Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I'm your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my beautiful co-host, Brittany, and today we are talking with Lindsay Conklin of Larev Films. Lindsay and Cherish have been featured in People, Vogue, Style Me Pretty, and a dozen more venues, magazines, anything that you could, that I'm just, I'm not trying to list out everything. It's, it is wild, including they have been named by Harper's Bazaar, as one of the top wedding videographers in the world, uh, which I think has been the last couple years running it, this. So it's, it is wild to have Lindsay on today. You know, they filmed hockey stars, uh, folks from the bachelorette, my personal favorite DJ Tiesto. Um, but I will be honest with the listeners. We tried getting cherish on today, but we're kind of sitting here with Lindsay. So, um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm super stoked to have <laughs> to have them on today. Cue that intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride or die and lovely co-host Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself, too, because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. Lindsay, what is up, my friend? How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Cherish couldn't be here. Um, you, you couldn't afford her the budget, I guess. <laughs> that is, there you go. There you go. She's just so expensive. So now, expensive. In all seriousness, uh, we know that Cherish, she's swamped right now. We're, we're going to talk about their lump pack here in a minute, but uh, we, we know that she's really busy trying to get that stuff out. So I'm just, I'm messing with Lindsay. That's all. This is true. She, yeah. I mean, she is the the mastermind behind Larev Films. Um, I'm just the pretty face and voice. So yeah. you know, it's actually really, kind of how, how it works. It's funny you bring this up because Britt had asked me, uh, God, probably a month ago, she made a comment to me about like, just in general, like who's the primary, who's the second, yada, yada. And I, I told her, I was like, Cherish runs that show. I was like, there is, and this is nothing against you, Lens. Like, it's just, I remember we were, we were at the SOA powerhouse and we sat down and she came over and she went, no other vendor is sitting down right now. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I like stood up. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to the corner now. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. She cracked the whip hard on us that day. Um, no, she's, she's great. It's, uh, and I love, I love working with, with cherish my wife. Um, it's like the perfect, you know, balance. We, we really balance each other out and our, our strengths, um, make up for each other's weaknesses. And so it's like the perfect marriage. Wow. Believe it or not. Um, uh, pun intended there. Um, but yeah, it's, she, she is hands down the brainchild, the mastermind. She runs Larev and, uh, I am happier for it <laughs> and we're more successful for it. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, trust me. I'm not uh I'm not bashing Cherish by any means. I thought it was hilarious because she was right. No, it's like she was absolutely right. Like Phil and Cherish, they sit in the same seat. I'm just like, where what do you want me to do? Let's go. <laughs> That's right. We need like Brittany and I, we should like start a support group. You know, <laughs> yeah. you and I, Brittany, we're just gonna support uh, we'll have a support group. 
you know, call us uh, the of just second, second in command. Just yeah, just right. seconds. Yeah. The seconds, the leftovers. No, it's all good. So, you know, and I, I mean this with the utmost respect. I know that you have done just a ton of podcasts. Um, if you are a wedding videographer, you should know who Lindsay is. Like, that's just like, let's just make that kind of abundantly clear. Um, but I, I don't like, could you just give us just a quick kind of elevator pitch of how you and Cherish got started? Like, and what kind of, you know, like what, what created Lorev? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we both kind of just growing up as youngsters, teenagers, um, individually, you know, on our own, we're interested in creative things, multimedia, um, you know, photo editing, you know, taking videos and stuff like in, in school, I was always doing projects, you know, with a video camera making some sort of story or movie or whatever, um, you know, for starters, cause it was an easy a, you know, especially back then, like a hundred years ago, you know, <laughs> you know, creating videos was not as easy or as widespread as, as it is now. So like anytime you turned in that project, um, you know, that, that final project or whatever, and it was a video, like an entertaining video, like I knew you're going to get a hundred, hundred percent, you know, um, on that project. So it was just a passion of mine. Same thing with Cherish. She was always like creating, you know, slideshows and stuff for friends and, you know, and all that stuff. And so it was just kind of a shared interest. And then when we started, um, dating and, getting serious and, you know, trying to, to see if this is something that we could make work and get married and start a family and stuff like that. You know, it was like, Hey, well, what if we kind of like did this wedding thing that we've talked about, you know, we've done it for friends and family. And what if it was like a, a you know, side business that just could uh, give us some extra cash, you know, help us pay the bills, help us get married ourselves. Um, and so that's just kind of how it all started. And, and it was a, it was a hobby you know, we were hobbyists that just kind of kept learning and, and doing it for, for friends and family. And, and, uh, then eventually when we ended up getting married, Cherish got pregnant with our first kid and the job she was doing at the time was pretty intense schedule, not something that was conducive to being a parent at the same time. And so that's when we we're like, well, maybe this is the perfect timing to actually like start a legit, you know, video business and she could run it. I still had my other, my other, uh, you know, weekday job. I could help her on the weekends, film weddings. And so we borrowed $7,000 from my parents and we bought two Canon. They were Canon X H a one S's, something like that. But like they use the mini DV tapes, you know, they were yeah, the tapes. Yeah. Tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's funny cause like the five D Mark two had just come out. And that DSR DSLR revolution was literally happening. And, I, and I'm like, this shows exactly, you know, what I knew at the time. I'm like, no, it's a fad. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I'm getting these real video cameras. I want real, you know, I'm shooting on film. Uh, it was, yeah, that was, if I could go back in time, I would, I would absolutely have bought a couple of 5D Mark IIs. But anyway, borrowed seven grand from my parents, uh, bought a couple of cameras and some tripods and, you know, started, uh, knocking on doors, you know, where we live, there's a lot of wineries and stuff. Ended up meeting, um, a venue owner. The venue is Villa de Amor. I think you guys may have heard of it, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> but Eileen over at Villa de Amor was like, we just like showed her a sample, which was actually our own wedding video, by the way, cherish in my wedding video that we edited. Like that was the sample we showed <laughs> Eileen. And she's like, Hey, this is great. I love it. I'll put you on the preferred vendor list. And like, that was just kind of like uh, 
the start of it all. We just worked at Villa de Amor a ton um, and then just kept growing and growing and kind of cutting our teeth here locally until we branched out. I eventually um, quit my full-time job a few years ago, back in 2018. And here we are today. So was that, yeah. was that an elevator pitch or? Yeah. I mean, that was, was that good. Like yeah, more. No, that's fine. The, uh, no, it's, I, I think that it's, it's funny that you brought up Via de Amor because, uh, that's where Brittany and I got married. And, uh, <laughs> so I just when, go ahead, Phil. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say like how crazy, like two worlds apart now, but we used to live right in the same back, like in the same vicinity, probably we like miles apart. Yeah, we were 10 minutes yeah. from them. Um, and I think the very first time Phil had worked with you, he brought you up and for some reason it just clicked. And I'm a keeper of things and not a hoarder, just certain things. And I have my portfolio for our wedding, which had all my planning, blah, blah, blah. And we, we still have the preferred vendor list that you guys are on. And I... Knowing nothing at the time about wedding video, um, we picked another vendor only because, and this is going to sound really stupid, they had been on like Maroon 5's wedding video or something. I don't know. Yeah, Maroon 5 had crashed a couple of weddings in LA and they made a music video on it and they were one of the... I remember that. I actually do remember that. Well, thank you for confessing your sins. Yep. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, honestly, I would have done the same thing, you know, and there, and I, even now there are people that hire us, you know, to do their wedding because we did somebody else's wedding, you know, like, so that's, that's just all part of it. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, the story would have been awesome had we, if you had hired us, <laughs> however, it's even better now the way it turned out that you didn't hire us. Cause it's pretty, it's, it's like full story. circle. Yeah, no, yeah. it's crazy. It's it's really um, kind of just mind-boggling how worlds apart. Then we connect, you know. Well, it's it's my it's what's crazy is how small it actually is. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was and actually, um, like when we were reaching out and doing some weddings over there, and and I, I was familiar with you guys because uh, I think Phil Van Nostrand introduced yep. us. And then when we needed some additional help for some weddings on, on, you know, in your neck of the woods, part of the reason that I like felt comfortable hiring Phil, even though at that point we'd only exchanged a couple of emails was because like you guys, you know, used to live out here where we're at and got married at Villa de Amor. And like, <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, this guy. Yeah. Like we had something in common, you know, right. so it was even, it was just uh, it's just a, a small world. But I, I love that story. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and yeah, I I, was, I remember we were just like blown away when you took a picture of your, the old preferred vendor list and like <laughs> yeah, and said it. Yeah. It said LaRev. It was productions at the time. Uh, before oh, yeah. That was before we dropped productions and added films. But yeah, small world for sure. That's crazy. But I love, man, I love my days at Villa de Amor. Like we made all the mistakes there. We learned everything. It was like, they were like a wedding factory, you know, just weddings. I was doing weddings on Tuesdays, you know, all day, all days of the week. And it was great. And like, I think we were charging at the time, $1,100. That was what we were, that was what we were charging, you know? And I just, and still even back then, like thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, 
I'm ripping people off. I can't believe people are paying me to do something that I love so much. Like, you know, but it's awesome. Those are, those are good times. I look fondly back on those, those days for sure. Yeah. I'd say so. So do we, because all of our photos are from there. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it all started for both of us. Your marriage, my, you know, company, like, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It's also crazy. It's been, that's been seven years. So it's been a, it's been a minute. When when did you guys get married? What month? Uh, Uh, October, October. 2010. (gasps) Oh boy. Your anniversary is coming up. Yep. So will this be seven years coming up or eight? What is this? This is Uh-oh. 2015. So we, we have a, so our story is a little different. Um, when, when we were in California and I worked at the power plants, they didn't care who was on your medical insurance. Make a long story short. As long as you were paying, they didn't care. So Brittany fell under my insurance for years. And then when we moved out to Massachusetts and I was filling out all my paperwork, they were like, no, you have to be married. And I was like, well, my wife can't have, or my, you know, Brittany can't have medical insurance. Like I need to. So literally I flew back. It was what? January 31st. Yeah. Something like that. January 30th, January 31st. I flew back on a Friday. We went right to the courthouse, uh, off what, what is that? Uh, Winchester yeah. went right to the courthouse over there, yep. got married. And then I jumped up back on a plane and flew right back out to Massachusetts. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so, so technically, so you have oh, two dates. Yeah. yeah. And gotcha. she celebrates both. Don't don't get it twisted. She Please. she wants two presents. She wants no, two parties. I don't. <laughs> That's okay. We I got we have multiple dates, you know. <laughs> Cherish and I like I know the date that we first held hands for the first time. Um I know the date we actually I don't I kind of know the date that I proposed, but yeah, it's good. It's it's fun. You got to celebrate that stuff. That's what makes that's what makes for strong relationships, you know, when you look fondly at that that stuff. Yeah, I remember. You should probably write that down, Brittany, because uh, we, we just had like our 10-year something, and she was completely oblivious to it. And I, I was very upset. I was the oh, one that was no. like, I can't believe that. Like, I, I already forgot what it yep, was. See what so I'm saying? So this is what I'm working with over here, Lindsay. This is what I'm working you gotta with. Make, <laughs> you're going to have to work very hard, Brittany, to make up for that. I'm sure it was something totally random. It was our engagement anniversary. No, that's like July 29th or something. I know. It was 10 years this year. Well, okay. So I didn't know that it marked the 10 year anniversary. Now, Lindsay's like, why did I come on this podcast? I'm just literally (laughs) watching these two bickers right now. (laughs) Up next on Loveline. (laughs) I know, right? Um, Yeah. Cherish and I will next year, next summer, we'll, we'll have been together for 20 years. Wow. That's our... That's Not a married, big milestone. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a, 20, 20 years together. That's a big yeah. milestone, man. Congratulations. Yep, that's I that's am that huge. old. Well, I mean, for us, we've been together for 12 years this year. Um, but we were engaged for like a year and a half. We were maybe even more than that. We were like in a weird transition phase in our lives when we got engaged. Phil was going through like potential layoffs at the plant. In California, we were just like, let's not commit to something like crazy. And we were just not in any rush. We were just two recently engaged lovers just traveling and doing our thing. And it was, I don't know, a long engagement wasn't a bad thing for us. Yeah, that's good. So did are you like a fan of The Simpsons, Bill? No, you know, I'm a big South Park guy. Yeah. South Park. (laughs) 
So the whole power plant like connection. No, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about though with Homer. Yeah. Is that what it's like? Is is that accurate? Is the Simpsons accurate? Like <laughs> no. Is Homer like Homer's job in the power plant on the Simpsons? Is that what it was Eating like? Donuts. It I mean, so there so that department is called operations. This isn't a joke. Okay. And they do hang out in that room all day long. Like they they work these twelve hour shifts, they have their own kitchen yeah. in there and but um no, it's it's ex- a lot of people don't want to hire people coming out of nuclear because our job is so strictly regimented and process driven that we have that outlook with everything. It's like, everything. no, to get from A to Z, you have to follow these 27 steps. Yeah. And, and there's that's, no, there's no like flexibility there. No. Cause you, you could cause a core meltdown. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, no. So it's, it's the a very like, high. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people see like, Oh, you worked in nuclear and they're like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Like it's so, uh, no, it's, it's wild, but well, that's, that's why you had to get into wedding videography, you know? Yeah. Well, so songs decommissioned and then I came out here at Pilgrim and then they announced decommissioning and I got offered a job at Grand Golf in, um, what, what is that? Where's Grand Golf at? I know it's out. It's, it's not in, it's not in Jackson. It's like an hour outside of Jackson, Mississippi. And I, they offered me the job, went down, interviewed that kind of stuff. And I looked at Brittany and she was like, fuck no, we ain't moving to Mississippi. And I went, all right, fair enough. Yep. That, that was it right there. So. Well, you right. guys live in a beautiful area. We love it out there. So yes. I don't blame you. Yeah, no, it was just blind luck though. So that that's all that was. It's it's all just been blind luck, including us getting like the house we have. That it's all hundred percent luck. There was no nothing. So yeah, had I wish you I had a cool story for it. It was yeah. when I was in California. If I'd ever leave, no, like never in my lifetime would I have imagined leaving. But ultimately, it was probably the best decision that we just ever made. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I enjoyed the seasons people always ask like why would you leave or are you going to go back and like no i enjoy the the pace of life here like there's a forced slowdown yeah. in the winter time that um you don't get in california it's like the rat race constantly and then the mm-hmm. time that you do get it's like the summers are scorching and you don't want to go outside but California's on fire too. Every summer of my life, I feel like. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, we've had to leave our house once for sure because of fires. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Oh well. So let's 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 talk about wedding stuff. Let's uh let's drive. <laughs> Is that why this, we're here? Yeah, let's <laughs> drive this conversation okay. back to uh <laughs> people, <laughs> people are like, what the hell is been going on here? It's been 20 minutes. Uh so I, I want to talk, Lindsay is obviously in the luxury market, but I do want to kind of separate a couple of things here because uh, there are plenty of things that I would consider the luxury market. And I would definitely say that, you know, Lindsay Cherish, the Larev Films company, that they're not, they're in the ultra luxury market. Like you guys aren't in like the standard. And I, I know that might sound kind of strange for some people that are listening, but um the events that Lindsay does, uh, it, they, they makes everything else that you do in a wedding just like kind of pale in comparison, which uh, I think is rad because you guys are on some next level 
shit. Like that's, I don't know how else to put that. Like that's mm-hmm. just, but, uh, uh, so with, with that kind of preface, what would you just kind of loosely define the luxury market as? Oh, that is a loaded question. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, there's different levels. There's different levels. Like I, I think you said that perfectly. You know, there's, there's the luxury market, there's ultra luxury market. You know, we're, our clients, we're dealing with a lot of like really high net worth clients. Um, you know, some of the weddings that we've been doing lately are, you know, two, three, four million dollar events. We did one this year that was over twenty million dollars. Um, they spent total on the wedding. Um, and you know, it's it's like it's not so much that you're going to see a, a like a massive difference, you know, like between a two or three or $4 million wedding on from the outside versus, you know, a $500,000 wedding. Um, but it's just, it's really comes down to just the details, you know, and, and the spare, no expense, make something happen. Um, you know, when you're on an Island in the Caribbean and, and literally, you know, there's 400 people that are traveling to this Island to put on this production for this wedding. You know, that's a big, that's a big expense. That's a lot, you know, and, you have to build everything. Everything's, you know, the infrastructure has to be built. You have to build a, a foundation on the beach to put the tent on and like, right. you know, just stuff like that. It's just, um, it's, it's incredible. We did a, we did a wedding in Aspen and they built, like they extended this deck out, um, over the the mountainside, the hillside where the ceremony was. And it was a temporary structure. Right. Um, but, the city or the county or the, the venue or whatever um, required them to pull permits for a permits, permanent yeah. structure, um, not a temporary structure, a permanent uh, structure they had to basically pull permits for. And so they had to build this structure as if it was going to be there forever, <laughs> but it wasn't, they were literally going to be tearing it down after, you know, one, one week of, of use. Like, so it's just stuff like that, you know, is, is I think the stuff that we see that a lot of times gets taken for granted and people go, wait, why was that, you know, $4 million wedding? You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of those details. It's those behind the scenes things. It's the the amount of people, it's the experiences that, um, that couples are providing for their guests and their friends and family, you know, instead of just one wedding day, you know, we're doing a lot of events that are you know, three, four, sometimes five days and, and there's excursions and there's, you know, there's, um, private, you know, parties on private islands and, you know, that everyone has to get boated to and, um, stuff like that. So it's just, uh, that's kind of, I would say the big difference between like some of the weddings that we've been privileged to, to be a part of lately. And, and, you know, maybe the, the entry level luxury, luxury market. I mean, everything you just said right there sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's got its perks. It's it's got well, its advantages and disadvantages for sure. Well, so to talk about the deck for a minute, just so for the listeners with my previous background, to do something that Lindsay is talking about, you're talking about structural engineering, design engineering, load bearing, like that is not a simple process. And to have that done for just your wedding is that that's, that's insane. You know what I mean? Like that, that is a, like that, that you have, you're in the engineering realm at this point, you're not putting up a tent. Like it's, it's a very different, uh, 
thing to manage. Let's put it that way. Like it's a, it's a yeah. whole different world to manage at that point because you're managing a construction project on top of managing a wedding. Yep. That's so, exactly it. And that's yeah, just and, and one small element of it. That's yeah. just the deck. That's that's <laughs> just probably cocktail hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was a ceremony. That was a ceremony oh, site, okay. you know? And so, yeah, so it has to fit, you know, all 300 people or 250 people on there and and then there was like a, I know like for that particular wedding, there was like a tree that they didn't account for and they couldn't cut down the tree. So they had to like build the deck around, around, around the tree. It. Like, you know, it was pretty wild. But now it looks yeah, like I mean, Lord look of the at, Rings. Exa- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful location. And, but you look at the pictures, you look at the video, um, you wouldn't know right. what it took to get that. You know, you would think, oh, that was just has always been there, you know. But that um, also speaks to the client where like money just is not an option. Like it's just not it's like, not a factor. oh, we need yeah, to build a, an a tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, there's, I mean, a deck and there's a tree in the way. Okay. We build around it. Like. Yep. Yeah. We had, um, I had one, there's a different wedding, but I had the, um, the story goes, I don't know how true this is, but the story goes that the planner was given the client's credit card and basically said, the, the client told the planner, hey, just let us know when it hits a million. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> send us, send us so a text. So we can call and get it up. Right. Do what you got to do. That's right. Just do what you got to do, but let us know when you hit a million in spending and we'll you know figure it out from there, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Holy cow. But it's just, yeah. It's, mm. it, and this is all stuff that's even beyond me. Like, uh, I don't, I can't even fathom the, the, this kind of stuff. You know, the, the money that people have, it's. Right. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's awesome. We're super, we love what we do and it's, uh, we're very, very privileged and fortunate, uh, you know, to get to work with some of the people that we work with. It's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, one, one thing that I do want to point out, something that I find that's just unbelievably impressive is to the best of my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but to the best of my knowledge, you and cherish film the majority of these weddings and you were talking weddings with four or $5 million budgets. You know what I mean? And you guys are creating these amazing products out of it. And then you watch other filmmakers that have six videographers, jibs, you know, they're, they're doing like, it just, it seems like you guys have really nailed down like what it takes to create a good, like just not a good film, but a great film uh, without needing at a small army at your disposal, which yeah. I think is really impressive. I mean, I would prefer the small army, you know, but it's just not always practical, you know, and and, that, and I came from like the uh, corporate world and, you know, I was in the e-commerce world and ran, helped my uh, buddy of mine run and grow a company. And we, we had lots of employees and, um, that was one of the you know big draws for me to, to leave that and just do this thing, you know, do La Rev with my wife was because I knew we could keep it, you know, small, you know, or, or that was my goal. You know, I, I wanted to keep it small. I wanted it to, to mainly be just the two of us, um, just to not complicate things, you know, uh, of course we do work with other people like Phil, you've helped us out, you know, multiple times and, um, and helped us shoot. And, and, you know, so we'll, that happens a lot where we're often, oftentimes reaching out to our friends in the industry and be like, Hey, you want a third shoot for us or second shoot for us or, you know, whatever the, the needs are. And and that's awesome. And, um, but yeah, I think, uh, 
I, and I think that kind of comes from just coming from a world where there, I, I was constantly collaborating with several people and had employees and I just wanted it to be as simple as possible. Um, and, and I think it helps, it helps the product a little bit, you know, it's, it's a little bit more intimate for us. Um, you know, we're, we're just trying to, just trying to document, you know, these awesome events and, um, and it's a little bit, you know, more, more about the the people and the story than like coming in and trying to impress people with our gear or our team or, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, we were at a, uh, at a WIPA event a couple of months ago, I think, or maybe it was party slate. I don't remember now. Uh, and a photographer was talking to us at like 10 seconds into the conversation. She was like, is it just the two of you? And I went, yeah. And she was like, how many cameras do you shoot on? I was like three. And she like, just starts going down this like list of questions. And when She's we like were interviewing done interviewing us right on the spot. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to put you on my vendor list. And then cause yeah. she brought up, she was like, uh, uh, what was it? The last, the last wedding had five videographers and they had a jib. And she was yeah. like, I can't, I can't do that. She's like, that's just not, she's like, that's, it doesn't matter where you looked. There was somebody with a video camera and to her point and to your point, like your business model, like, I think that you guys really, you've kind of nailed it. Like you, you know, I get, you might need a third shooter here and there, mm-hmm. but by and large, like you have such a small footprint. It is more intimate. People are more yeah. relaxed. They don't have seven cameras in their face while they're trying to do something so that it creates a different environment and then thus yeah. creates a better product. Yeah. So. That's a great, that's a great point. And that, and I think that's something we learned too early on, like, um, photographers love working with us because we're not intrusive. We're not, you know, uh, trying to overtake, you know, the day or control, you know, or drive the ship basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of something we learned. Yeah. I think if there's, if you have five videographers at a wedding, like only two of them should be filming the same thing at any given time, you know, unless it's like the ceremony or, you know, something like that, like, yeah, like then you're go all shoot something else. Like, film. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them should be flying the drone, you know, one should be outside getting like establishing shots, you know, Anyway, so yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point is, is thinking about how you're perceived and how your team is going to be like affecting other people's jobs too. And even your own job, like, you know, even with two people, you know, with two videographers and, you know, a couple photographers, it's hard enough to like film an event and not have somebody with a camera in your shot, let alone, you know, having a team of five and but once in a while we do, we, we do have bigger events where it's just, there's so much going on. We have to be in like multiple different places all at one time. Right. That's when we, we, you know, bring in the big guns, like, like Phil be about, or, you know, some of our other <laughs> friends in the industry that that'll help us out. But um, yeah, the I most I've ever, the most I've ever brought to a wedding was five people, but it was a, it was a five day long event and yeah. lots of, lots of going on. <laughs> no, so. it totally makes sense too, because the larger events, the things that you're shooting, not your like everyday wedding. Um, there it it's a production, not yeah. necessarily from like maybe your standpoint where you're putting it on, but you have performances mm-hmm. and the opulence, just the decor in and of itself could take yeah. an individual. Yeah, totally. And actually to be to be fair, that that team of five, it was only three videographers. 
So one was in a, so three videographers, one was an assistant and one was an editor. Cause we were doing like oh, day. same day edits. real, real yeah. time, same day edits and real time edits. So yeah. So even that team of five people, it was not five videographers, right. you know, even that. Yeah. I think a lot of times though, when you have a lot of people just in general, like you'll see them like all standing next to each other. Like it seems like everybody is confused on what they, what like each person's role is to begin with. So, <laughs> yep. but I do want people that are listening to take notes of how many times that uh, Lindsay has sung my praises. Uh, <laughs> <I do> just... <laughs> yeah. When's that, when's that paycheck? Coming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah, just, I'll get an okay, invoice. I, I'll get an invoice here in a few minutes. Those, com- <laughs> those are free compliments. Those are free compliments. Don't, don't get it twisted, listeners. Bill's yeah. a good dude. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now back to the show. What uh? What do you think was some of the things that propelled you from, say, those eleven hundred dollar weddings to your seven thousand to your ten thousand? You know what I mean? Like, what what do you think were some mm-hmm. of those kind of benchmarks that you guys were? Yeah, um, I, I think it's a lot of little things and a couple of big things. Um, you know, obviously, you have to be good. Like, yeah, you, you know, you have to do a good job and have a good product, but. Um, and so just constantly leveling up, constantly learning, you know, we invested, um, you know, several years in education and going to workshops and, and, uh, you know, that helped a lot, but then it really like the biggest things that have gotten us the opportunities that we've had recently, um, have really have come down to like our relationships and, and just our brand, you know, like identifying your brand, having a brand that speaks to your ideal couple, your ideal client, uh, a brand that speaks to other vendors in the industry, um, you know, it has been huge for us. And then, and having relationships, you know, being when these, uh, you know, planners or these photographers that are getting these opportunities, these really big 
inquiries coming in, um, you know, when they think of who would they want to work with, you know, for, from a video standpoint, like you want to be on that short list. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that was, you know, huge for us. Like, and I learned that all the way back at the Villa de Amor days, like we were at Villa de Amor working, you know, two, three weddings a week there and having a great time. And, um, one of the photographers that we worked with on a regular basis was like, Hey, you need to come to this networking group that we're a part of here in Temecula. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I didn't even know it existed, you know? And so they're like, yeah, come that we have meetings every month. And you know, it's on Tuesday when there there's one next week, you know, here's the information. So we showed up. Please and, say it was like Guadalajara's. Oh, I wish I love <laughs> Guadalajara's. Oh, maybe I'll go there tonight for dinner. Um, Damn you! No, so I said that. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture with a margarita, some chips and salsa. No, so um, yes, yeah, so we show up to this networking event in our local hometown, and it was like anybody who's anybody in Temecula in the wedding industry was at this event. All the planners, all the venues, all the photographers, and I'm like, oh. There's this, this like whole, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, cause I was just, I was just, you know, I, I knew I needed to know people. That's why, like I started reaching out to venues, but I didn't realize that there was this whole other like networking world where, you know, people, you know, get to know each other and refer each other business. And so I learned that way back then. And, and in every stage of our career, anytime we've leveled up or grew into a new market or whatever, or, or whatever, it's always been because of relationships, you know, at, at the forefront of that spearheading that. Um, and so, so yeah, so like when we wanted to expand out of Temecula and, and get into LA and Orange County and San Diego, we started going to those, finding those events out there, meeting people. And then lo and behold, we, here come the inquiries for San Diego, LA, Orange County, you know, right. uh, when we wanted to get into destination, we started going to other events all over the country and even the world, you know, like engage or, you know, different not workshops or whatever, and meeting people all over the country, um, the wedding MBA, you know, uh, things like that. And then again, we started getting inquiries for destination events and you just keep building on that. But at the forefront, like I said, was, was those relationships. And then those get, that gets you the opportunity, you know, when you, cause you have, uh, you make those connections, you know, they're going to send you those leads, but now you have to impress right. whoever the client is, right? So that's where the branding comes in. That's where looking yeah. the part comes in. That's where your work comes in, your professionalism, um, all that stuff. So it's it's a lot of little things, but I would say that's probably the the biggest, you know, for us. Yeah, there's one thing that I want to circle back with. Uh, so there's there's three big concepts that Lindsay has been talking about right now. It's your brand, your relationship, and then he's mentioned it a couple times, the ideal client. And what... I've, so I, I mentor people and one of the biggest like hurdles with almost everyone I mentor is the struggle to determine their ideal client. And, um, I want to talk about relationships. Like that's the point of this podcast. I'll have you back on to talk about ideal clients, but I just, I wanted to bring that up that knowing your ideal client is like, it's an integral piece to what you're booking, who you're booking. You know what I mean? Like that, that is like. If you, if you had three pillars that I think that you described it best, it'd be branding relationships and your ideal client because all of them feed into each other. So Absolutely. I just want, and sometimes, just want, yep. and sometimes your ideal client is not the person getting married, by the way. Um, sometimes you're, I, I look at planners as my client, you know, in, yeah. a, in a way. Yeah, I have that in the notes. Um, so I was going to talk to you about that. <laughs> no, yep. <me> too. <laughs> 
I, I look at, I look at wedding planners as my client, you know, I'm marketing to them because they're the ones that are going to get me the work. Um, and so that's part of it too. And, and, um, you know, making them happy, serving them, uh, serving other, other people in the industry. I think that's a, if man, if I, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but if, if I think that's the number one or one of the biggest areas where videographers in general fall short is, is not understanding that serving other, serving your colleagues, um, is a huge, huge thing that's going to help you be successful in your business. Um, you know, not being selfish, being humble, being willing to give back to people. Um, you know, that the attitude of, well, they're not paying me. I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. That just, oh, that just, um, really prevents people from taking their, their business to the next level. You know, when you serve people, you, you give back, um, like they're going to want to work more with you, you know? So that's, uh, that's a huge, huge thing for us. I think that also something that you just touched on was the fact that being in video or photo, you're at an extreme advantage to easily make good impressions on the people that you're working with. Like whether it's the makeup artist or the planner or the venue, like these planners and other vendors, they're not there to document their take on what they did to encompass everything that was done that day. So nothing is really documented for them. It's just, it's, you're, you're there doing it to do the couple, but it doesn't take much longer or much effort to just take a couple of extra shots of the venue, of the decor, whatever. And that will go such a long way with whoever it is that you're working Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. I remember one wedding we did where Cherish, we got those clips of literally everyone, makeup, you know, hair and makeup, the caterer, the photographer, the planner. We got like behind the scenes stuff and Cherish put like a 20 to 30 second like video together for each of the vendors um, and just sent it to them. Nobody asked us to do that. Right. Um, and the response that we got from everybody was, was huge. They were blown away. You know, it, it took us an afternoon to put right. that together. Um, but that was just something that helped us, you know, deepen those connections and set us apart from the other videographers that they work with that are not doing that, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge tool that we have, um, as videographers, as photographers, like we have something that everybody needs, everybody wants (laughs) for their business. Everybody wants it and they need it, you know? Absolutely. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a good point. And it's also to do it with the intention, like you said, of not, of like, Doing it just because, not because you expect something out of it. Yep. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people get uh, relationships wrong. Is they they'll go to like a WIPA or an Engage, and they will expect it's all business transactions. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You know, people aren't there to make like a, a genuine uh, connection with somebody else. They're there just what, what's the, what's, what's my return on investment? Like, what can I get back from this person that I am talking to right now? And I think that a lot of people can see through that real quick. Like you can, you know what I mean? And that I think a lot of people, they, they kind of screw themselves by 
looking at things from a, a strictly transactional standpoint instead of like um like a genuine like a friendship like i, I guess that, exactly. that's the best word the best yeah. word for it but you know well and you know what's funny too like one of the things that that i you know obviously there's give and take in, in all relationships even professional relationships and so you know we we you go to networking events because you know you want to meet people, connect with them and work with them. And that's all great, you know, but it, like you said, it's the attitude. If you're going in there and just thinking, what can I get out of this? What jobs can this person refer me? You're, you're eventually going to fail because people will see, like you said, right through that. But it, it, for me too, it's not even about when, when we're making friends in the industry, it's not even about necessarily, can they refer me business jobs, you know, although that's nice. Um, I learn from people too. I get help um, in other ways from people. You know, if I'm in a situation where that I've never encountered before, you know, I have, you know, a network of people that I can pick up the phone or I can text or whatever and be like, Hey, have you ever dealt with this? You know, what would you do in this situation? And that is a huge benefit um, that, that a lot of people overlook because they're just thinking, well, I just want to get in, I just want to get referrals from people, but that's, man, we can help each other out, you know, and, and give each other advice and, you know, be a sounding board. Like that is a huge advantage. And that's something else that's helped us over the years is, is just learning from people, um, being vulnerable, sharing our, our challenges, you know, yep. um, and seeing a different perspective that we would have never thought of, you know? We so that's that another garden. big not too yeah. long uh, did you <laughs> with you yeah, well, with you yeah <laughs> no, yeah so let's yeah let's, oh, let's right. talk about let's that. talk about that for a second um we had a client that uh never asked us to sign an nda never mentioned anything about any type of nda whatsoever uh once the wedding was over it was a very very nice wedding we wanted to use it as a portfolio piece etc cetera, etc cetera. um I happened to reach out and was talking to the bride about something and then mentioned posting the wedding film. And then she asked me not to do it. So rather than, you know, losing it, saying it's in my contract, yada, yada, yada. I took a step back and I said, let me call somebody who knows what they're doing. So I called Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say, you called somebody that knows what they're doing. They didn't pick up. So then you called me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay uh, was like fourth on the list. But uh, (laughs) no, I I called Lindsay. I, I explained to him everything that was going on. And Lindsay gave me excellent advice. That I, you know, it, long story short, uh, Lindsay's idea was, you know, tell her that you'll make a different edit, that you'll, you'll cut out the pieces that she was concerned with, um, especially because they weren't integral to the film in general. And so we did, uh, she, I sent it to her, she looked at it, approved everything, and then we posted it. So, yeah, yeah know, there's it, a lot of, there's a lot of different reasons why somebody might say, Hey, I don't want you to post my film, you know, and, and it's not always so black and white. So yeah. Finding what's behind that, you know, what, why are they, is there a specific element, you know, um, that, that they don't want people to know about? Well, just, yeah, let's just take that out, you know, or, or you find the overcome the objection, you know, and, and see, uh, how you can come to an agreement, you know, and, and I know you didn't have an NDA, but there's like different levels of like NDAs. Like I, I'm, I've learned that over the last few years, like you might sign an NDA with somebody and, and then after the wedding, they're like, 
that was great. Post whatever you want, you know, like we don't care, you know? Um, and then you have clients where you don't sign an NDA and then afterwards they get, you know, private and that's fine too. Like, you know, we shouldn't be getting in the habit of feeling like we have to exploit our clients, you know, for, for more business, like, um, you know, and, and it, if you get in that mindset of, of, well, I just, I have to post this and yeah. I, it's my right to post this. Like, again, it's, it's your, you're on thin ice at that point, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And I, I think that you, when we were talking, you made an excellent point, like inside of my contract, it says that I can post it. I can do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. However, if I would have went down that road, like that probably would have been worse for us as a company just overall like that. You know what I mean? And you were, you're a hundred percent right. Like you it's a, it's not worth it. And B there was a much better way to have handled that, which we did. And that's, so thank you. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out. I, I probably am just passing on information that somebody <laughs> taught me too, you know, like, or helped me with, you know, so it's just, that's what it's all about. So let's, let's talk about, um, we, we've been chatting about relationships. We've been talking about managing relationships. Are, do you think there are any differences in the way that you manage a relationship in the luxury market compared to, uh, managing a relationship in just like, I, I would just call it the regular market. I don't know what to like, say that the mid mid market, lower markets, like, would you, would you think, do you think that there's a difference between any of them? Um, I, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a difference because at the core of it, it's all people, it's humans, you know, and it's human nature. And like, um, you know, while there's different personalities, like, uh, again, just because somebody's spending more money on their wedding doesn't, doesn't mean like we aren't all people and have the same needs and wants and desires. So I, I have always approached, uh, you know, our networking and our relationships the same way at every you know, at every level of the market that we've, we've been in. Um, and, and maybe that's why we've been able to, you know, ha have success. The major difference I would say in like the, the ultra luxury market, you know, is there is an expectation of professionalism. Um, there are certain things that you're not going to get away with, uh, you know, <laughs> at a, a higher end market. Um, you know, people won't overlook certain things. Like you have to be on your A game. You have to be professional. You have to be easy to work with. You have to be flexible when necessary. Um, you know, you can't have an ego um, at all. People won't put up with that, especially not from, you know, videographer. Like, yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I think that, I think you just have to like, that, that's probably the biggest difference is, is just, knowing that, you know, there's a little bit less leeway and, you know, there's like constantly people, um, trying to, you know, get into that, that same market that you're at, you know? Um, so there's a lot of competition, so you have to maintain it. Um, and that's anything, that's any relationship you have. If, if it, you know, we've been talking about our, our marriages and like, you have to maintain any relationship if you want it to be successful. As soon as you, stop, you know, showing your spouse attention, you know, that's when you're, you're going to have a divide, right? You're going to yep. follow apart, you know? So it's the same thing with, with any relationship, whether it's in the luxury market, whether it's, you know, mid-market, whatever entry level, um, 
you know, you have to maintain it. So just, you know, reaching out to people, checking up on people, um, you know, texting them, telling them you're thinking of them. Like oftentimes we'll reach somebody out to somebody or text them, not for any other reason. And then, you know, lo and behold, Oh, Hey, I'm so glad you reached out to me. I was, I just had this opportunity come, you know, can you send me a proposal or, you know, just like whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just staying in front of mind is, is important, but, um, there's not a huge difference because it's people, it's people, you know, and, you, and if, and if you know how to treat people right, um, no matter where you are in life, uh, you're going to, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. I, I was watching Brittany in the camera. I was seeing if she was taking any notes because I think it's important in a relationship that if you forget something like a 10 year anniversary, that it probably means that your relationship's going down the tubes. Oh so, but also yeah, I, pointing those things out, Phil, is probably yeah. not going to uh, suit you well either. So I can't wait for the messages that come in after this one. Are you guys getting a divorce? No, we're in not my, getting a divorce. I, and in my, in my zoom, in my zoom screen, I'm like right in the middle. I'm like right in between you guys too. So it's like, like the I'm, mediator. I feel like the, middle, I feel like the middle man, you know, <laughs> the mediator, the arbitrator. Lindsay's our therapist. He's walking us through everything. Yeah. If your kids are listening to this, uh, you know, mommy and daddy are, are fine. Everything's okay. We're just joking. This is sarcasm. Logan's like two Christmases. <laughs> is your kid, is your son named Logan? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just had a nephew named Logan. Aww. My, oh, uh, nice. my brother-in-law and sister-in-law just had a baby a couple weeks ago. Logan Matthew. Oh, nice. Very, yeah. So yeah. I, my middle name is Wayne. So he's Logan Wayne, which is fitting because I, I'm a big nerd and Logan is Wolverine and Bruce Wayne is Batman. So yep. that's, uh, it all just kind of fit together really well. <laughs> oh yeah. We've been, you know, the, in the family group chat, you know, there's been a few, uh, I'm going to say Wolverine, uh, pictures and images that have been shared over the last The one few that weeks. gets me the most is when like, we're going to the airport and people are like, Oh, did you name your son after the airport? And we're like, no. No, we you know, we didn't, but we had traveled so much out of Logan that it might have been the reason why it resonated so yeah, much. Yeah, it might have been me. a subconscious thing. Yeah. It's like, I love Our daughter's name, name is Beckett, B E C K E T T, Beckett. And uh, when Cherish and I were first married, we used to watch that TV show Castle. Oh, yeah. And there was the detective, the female character, the lead, her, her name was Detective Beckett. And that's not why we named Beckett Beckett. Um, but when we saw it on a baby list for girl names, I think that's like you said with Logan, like that's why it just felt natural, felt like natural familiar, yeah. you know, like, and, and was like, yeah, I love that name, you know, so kind of funny how that works out. Oh my gosh. So funny because our daughter Piper, we named her and we watched orange is the new black, like a really long time ago, but I wrote the name Piper down after long before I was ever pregnant with her because I just liked it. Like I was like, I like that name. And I didn't know that there was also like some witch from Charmed, I think, named Piper or something. But it's not a name that I heard often enough that um, like my name is Brittany. I I grew up on a soccer team with like 10, like no joke, 10 Brittany's. And I was like, yep fuck this. Like, yeah. And you know, what's funny is we've, we, you know, our kids are obviously born and raised out here and, uh, Piper will correct you now when you're like, Hey Piper. And she's like, no, it's Pipa. And I'm like, no, no, we, we say ours. Like we say ours where I'm from. Like that's, (laughs) she's like, 
get in the car. <laughs> like, no, Piper, get in the let's, car. Not, let's not do this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's wild. That's pretty funny. So I, I want to circle back to something that you were talking about because uh, it felt like I just screamed into the microphone right there. So um, because our jobs are very uh, like spread apart, right? So we're not in an office environment. We're not seeing somebody Monday through Friday. Like you, you might work an event with somebody this weekend and not work another event with them for six, seven months. What are you doing differently to manage that type of relationship to kind of keep that? And I know you had mentioned texting and that kind of stuff. I just want to bring it back and like really answer kind of that question. Um, yeah, I mean, for us, um, you know, just, I think, uh, texting, I think, you know, messaging people on Instagram is a great way to keep in touch. Um, you know, we're, like we have our own lives when we come, you know, when we're not working, we come back home, we have our own friends and family, you know, um, that we do things with so some people in the, in the industry, like the industry is their friends and their family. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Um, for, for us, we, yeah, we will, we'll reach out to people. We have, um, like a, uh, an accountability group that we actually started back at the beginning of COVID, you know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. 2020. And so we're, you know, texting each other on a, on a weekly basis. And, um, you know, like even right now, like one of the people in our group, they live in Florida, you know, so everyone in the group's oh, like, right. Hey, how are you doing with the hurricane, hurricane Ian, and you know, just checking in on them and stuff like that, you know? So, um, that, that's been a, that's kind of, kind of one of the ways that we keep in touch. Um, you know, going to events, you know, showing up at events now that we're kind of able to go back to those in person, um, you know, just seeing, seeing people and reconnecting with people is, is always a good thing, you know, uh, when you can do that in person, um, it's good. You know, there's different events like the not gala that's coming up. Um, I don't know if we'll, we'll be there, but you know, there, that's a great event to go reconnect with people. There's, you know, the WIPA meetings you've mentioned WIPA and, and like ABC and, um, you know, Nace. Yep. Nace. There's yep. yeah, there's a bunch of these groups, you know, that you can connect with, with people. And, but even just like, uh, like I said, if I have a problem or if I have a question about something calling somebody like you guys did, you know, um, with, with me, I do that with other people. And, uh, you know, again, just being vulnerable, reaching out to people for help, like that helps anybody. Some, anytime somebody can help another person, like they feel bonded, you know, creates a bond. Right. Right. Um, so when, when I have a challenge and I call somebody and, and, and they help me like that is, that's, you know, that's building on, on that relationship. Um, so stuff like that, you know, and then, and then of course, um, taking advantage of when we are working, when we are in another location, filming a wedding, um, you know, reaching out to people that maybe live in that area that maybe we're not working with that weekend. Right. Um, and, and seeing how they're doing or, or, or taking advantage of, of our time that when we are on, on the job, you know, trying to make that fun and, yeah. and enjoyable and, and, yeah. you know, a good memory, you know, a good time and, and, and have fun. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of how I, I approach it. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but it did. Yeah, no, that was, there's, I do have, I have one question left before we, we move into, uh, the new La Rev Lutz. And I just realized mm-hmm. in my notes, I mm-hmm. left out the E in Rev. Anyways. That's okay. Um, I think it looks cool like that, but I don't, although it's, it's not, okay. it's not spelled right. Like that's, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, 
Says the uh, guy who used to work in the power plant. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's not right. It's not perfect. <laughs> That's that is true. Um, what What's one question that you wished that we didn't ask that you wish that we would have when we've been talking about like managing relationships and that kind of stuff? Oh man. Um, that's a good question. I think that was the question that I wish you would have asked and you just did. So I think we're all set. All right. No, um, no, I, you know, I, I think we covered it all. I think, and I could talk, honestly, I could talk about relationships forever. And I do uh, actually (laughs) oftentimes when I'm speaking at a workshop or an event, it's about relationships. So, um, yeah, I think it, it it is super, super important um, when you are trying to grow your business, when you're trying to reach a higher you know level, elevate your your business, charge more, do more expensive events, you know, um, work in different areas. It, you know, it really all centers around like those connections. You know, who you know and who knows you. And um, I, I mean, there's not a question that you didn't ask, but I but I think that, uh, you know, we covered it. It's, it's so important. You know, I, I, I like sometimes in the Facebook groups, you know, online, people ask a question and, you know, it's about like, how do I get more leads or how do I get this or how do I get that? And I, nine times out of 10, I can always answer that question with like, connect with people, (laughs) connect with people in the industry, you know? Um, and, and and it, it solves a lot of problems. It's also going to help you learn more and grow just as a person and as a business owner, you know, like we mentioned before. So yeah, I think we covered it nicely, but yeah, I, I, I know, um, even if I wasn't doing weddings, if I was in any sort of other industry, um, I know exactly how I would build my business. Um, and it would be through just networking and connecting with people. Um, it's how, it's how we, I did it at my other company. You know, we'd go to these trade shows and, uh, we would connect with people. We'd talk with people. We, you know, have a human interaction and get them to trust us. And, you know, and that's how you, that's how we built that business, um, too. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just so important that if you're not, if you don't have a plan, you don't have a, an, an actual, um, regular consistent plan for networking or connecting with people, um, absolutely figure that out. Uh, look into that, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Phil, ask our, you know, and Brittany, our experience when it comes to like joining these groups and the effect that it's had on our business. Like you can't go wrong, you know, it's, and it's not easy. It's not for everybody. Um, Like even Cherish, she's very introverted, you know, networking is difficult for her. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm just like, that's Brittany right there. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. And that's why we have each other, you know, like, I'm the type of guy I can come into a room and I can meet somebody and like, Hey, what's up? And like, feel like we're best friends or whatever, whether they feel that way towards me or not is, is another matter. Um, but like, that's, you know, my strong suit. And so, um, that, I know that's tough, um, for certain personalities, but there are ways around that. Like I know Cherish, like she's, she's bigger, she's big on like deeper connections and like, she'd rather, you know, sit in the corner of the room with one or two people, and have a long conversation. Yeah. Whereas like me with my ADD, like I want to be all Bouncing over the place, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. so we help balance each other out, you know, that way. And, and, um, but no matter who you are, what your personality is, what you're like, you know, figure out a way to, to connect with people, meet people. Um, and it's going to serve you so much in your business. Um, whether it's 
referrals and opportunities or just help in life and business and, you know, how to, how to make it in this crazy wedding world. Yeah. Very sound advice. Thank you. Let's I rehearsed. Talk. I rehearsed that. I know no, he was reading kidding. that I off didn't. a script. If you guys could see that, he was he was clearly reading that. Uh, let's let's talk about Lutz. Cool. Like let's. Like, why don't you let's like, talk, talk to us? Yeah, talk talk let's to us. Let's have you, The Larev <laughs> Lut packs. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. Um, I believe as of the airing of this episode, we are. Uh, it's the first day that our our Lut our Larev you know, LUTs are going to be available. Um, and this is something that, you know, we've been excited about for a while and really have toyed with the idea for a long time. You know, as we've tried to like hone our craft and get better, like we just started constantly having other videographers reaching out to us like, Hey, what, what cameras are you using? What, what LUTs are you using? And, and, um, and so we knew like, Hey, we had something that, you know, maybe other people could benefit from. And so, um, at first I was really adamant, like, no, this is ours. Like, yeah. this is what makes us who we are. And, and I don't want to give up our, you know, the secret, the secret sauce, sauce or whatever. Yep. But, um, but, you know, I, I realized like, uh, this is something that could help people. And, and so, uh, why not try it out? So we're actually, with, we're doing like a soft release first on these LUTs. So, um, as of today, if, if today is October, Monday, October 3rd, we're, we have our LUTs available for a limited time. We're just doing two weeks. So 14 days um, just to get them out there and like, see what people do with them, you know, get people's feedback, see how they use them, where, where we can improve on them. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we're really excited about re- releasing it. The, the LUT pack, I think there's six different versions of our LUT and this is all developed by, by uh, Cherish really. And, and, I have very little involvement in it other than like, yeah, I think that looks good or, or no, I don't like that green or, you know, whatever. This goes but back to you being the face. Exactly. Like you're, you're, exactly. you're the one you're doing all the promotions. She's doing all That's the right. work. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's like six different and, and, you know, we use them in different situations. You know, we have one that's like our, our main base. That's like, uh, you know, in good outdoor lighting, you know, this is the lot we use. And then we have one that's for like indoor, you know, t- when there's a lot of tungsten light, um, and you know, there's one that's like, if it's overcast and, you know, there's not a lot of like colors that are popping, you know, here's one that's a little bit more, you know, saturated or vivid, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, all different, you know, use case scenarios and just things that we've developed over the years and, and tweaked as we've, you know, shot in these different locations and these different events. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're excited. We're excited to see what, what other people do with them and, get people's feedback. We're nervous. You know, this is a very vulnerable, uh, <laughs> feeling for us, you know, like, yeah. cause we really want them to be good. Like this is not just a, a money grab and like, Oh, let's make it, you know, a hundred bucks. Like we want them to be good. We want them to like, you know, be solid. And so that's kind of why we're going with this, this limited release approach, you know, and, and make sure that that they work for people, um, before we make it just available all the time. But, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're excited. It's like, it's like our, you know, releasing another baby into the world, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a trip. So currently they're available. Um, while they're available, you can go to larevlutz.com. That's L E R E V E L U T S.com. Um, 
we got them there for $175 and, uh, and I hope that, I hope that you, you pick them up and enjoy them and, and let me know how, <laughs> how we can improve, how we can make it better. But, uh, oh, they work with, they do work with law. I was just going to, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about camera compatibility and that yeah, kind of so, stuff. Yeah. So, so what we did to make them as compatible with as many different cameras as possible is we actually developed them on top of the gamut.io base conversion LUTs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use those to convert their footage <laughs> from log to rec 709. And because, you know, Kalen and gamut, they have those conversion LUTs for all the main, you know, cameras basically and, and different types of log footage that's out there. We're like, Hey, if we can make it work with gamut, you know, uh, conversion lets then the, you know, more people are going to be able to use these instead of just, you know, for the Canon users. Cause that's what we, that's what we film on. Um, so yeah, so our, if you have, if you shoot log, um, pick up the, the gamut conversion LUTs for your particular log profile, and then you just slap ours, any of our LUTs on top of that. And it works with all the different, you know, editors and DaVinci and Final Cut and Premiere and all that stuff. But, but that's kind of, that's the route we took. We figured that would be the best way to, to make them um, reach as many people as possible. Do you recommend anything with like the intensity of the lot? Do you, um, I mean, I think it's a, for everybody, it's going to be a personal preference. Our, our LUT, you know, out of the box, like you should, you, you know, use the gamut conversion LUT to convert mm-hmm. from log to rec 709. And then you put our LUT on top of that. Like that's it. That should give you our colors. Um, I mean, you can play with the intensity if, if you want, but assuming that your footage is exposed properly and white balanced properly and stuff like that, um, you know, you, sh- you really should be kind of plug and play and then just tweaking, you know, from there, depending on the, the lighting situation that you're in or, you know, what, whatever the case may be, but um, yeah. And, and our LUTs, like the colors really came from the desire to match the photographers that we work a lot with. That's kind of where that all started from. Like it, you know, for years we, we came with this, this intention or this idea that like, you know, who are the photographers that are doing the weddings that we want to do and how, how can we have our video be cohesive and consistent with the product that they're offering as well? Um, it always blows my mind when like you see like a, a couple that get married and the photographer has one style of color and then the videographer is like com- completely different. Like, I don't know how, you know how that happens for me personally, I would want my photo and video to like look like each other. So that's kind of where that idea came from. It's like, Hey, who's doing these types of weddings that we want to do and how can we be consistent with them so that when they get their photos and they get their video and they look back on it, like it feels cohesive. It feels the same. So um, we just started looking at like photographers and what, what are they doing with their greens and their skin tones and, and just really trying to tweak, tweak our video to kind of match that, um, that look. And we, and again, going back to what we were talking about, like our ideal client, we knew that if we could provide that type of look in a video, um, it would help us get that ideal client. It would help us book those ideal clients. Um, and our LUT is not, it's, uh, you know, it's not like super dark and moody. I wouldn't say it's like super bright and airy. Like it's a good, it's, you know, a good balance um, of like true to life colors, but that just feel, you know, a little bit enhanced, um, you know, vivid skin tones and stuff like that. Um, 
our, I know our LUTs are really designed, our colors that we go after, it's really designed to, to make a planner or a designer's vision look true to life and good, right? You know, yeah. like I, I've, we've talked to planners before and, um, you know, they've told us, I, I had one planner say she literally cried one time because they had a huge wedding and they got the, like the photo and the video back and like the details, you know, the colors of the image, you know, the, the imagery, like it wasn't at all. It didn't at all look like what it looked like on the day, you know? Um, and so that's kind of a big thing for us too, is we want, you know, again, thinking about our client, our ideal client, which can sometimes be the planner or the designer of the wedding that's getting his business. We want to make their work look good. We want them to look at this and say, Hey, I want to put this on my website or I want to post this on my Instagram. Um, because sometimes, you know, certain photo and video, uh, you know, just the way they're altered, don't go with the planner's brand or the, or the, the designer's brand. So that's kind of where it came from. And, uh, and, and I love like all the different color schemes that are out there. Like what I'm attracted to as far as colors and video, um, sometimes it's different than what we provide our clients, but we just knew like if we could serve our client and have these good consistent colors, um, then we would get that, that work that we want. So now we're sharing it with everybody else. And, uh, that's my pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what you just said at the end there was probably one of the most important things and that's consistency. Like when a couple or a planner, when they book you, like they're expecting to see something very similar. And if you gave them something radically different, like you'd probably never work with them again. So yeah. that having the ability to have like a controlled lookup table that you can just, and I don't mean just like just to arbitrarily drop. I'm just saying that you could just drop into your footage that can get you say like 95% of the way. And then you have that consistent product across to everything that you're doing. Like, I, I think that goes a long way. Yeah. It's uh, it's everything. Yeah, it's it's everything, and it, and it's um it's super important, you know, to to get those to get those repeat referrals from from planners and designers and stuff like that. So yeah, we're excited. We're we're nervous, but uh, we hope everybody likes them. And and please, if if you end up listening to this episode and you you purchase our our presets, like let us know how, what you think. Let us know how we can improve them, um, because we want we want them to be you know, in line with our brand, you know, and, and yeah. who we are like and what we're known for too. So it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Exciting and nerve wracking all at the same time. <laughs> all at the same time. But That's what are you like, going to it do? Is, it's a roller coaster of emotions in this household right now. <laughs> it, it is the Conklin, the Conklin household is a trip, is a trip right now. But you know, when this episode gets released, it'll be in the future. And hopefully we're just like, happy and excited and getting lots of good feedback. Just letting it go. That's right. Did you say letting it go? There was a couple LUT puns that I I dropped in there a little earlier, but that was good. I heard, I heard you. I heard you. Yeah. That's awesome. No, man. um, Yeah. Thank you for letting me talk about it. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's a, you can only get, we could only get asked so many times, um, you know, when are you selling your LUTs? When are you selling your LUTs that we were just like, okay, we, there's something to this. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. People were telling you to 
put a lot package together. Yeah, they were. Yeah, here's Take my money. Take my money. Take yeah, my here's money. my money. <laughs> I know. And you know what's funny is like, uh, um, going back to what I said earlier about like not wanting to release it, like this is mine. Like at the end of the day, I know that whatever we do, like it's just the starting point for people. Like take what we've provided and make it your own, you know, like, so just because somebody purchases our LUT doesn't mean they're going to like, their footage is going to look exactly like ours. It doesn't mean Marcy Bloom is calling them tomorrow. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, that would be great. That'd be a great testimony. Yeah, no, that, that would be, yeah. I bought these on Monday. Marcy called me on Wednesday. That's right. Exactly. If that happens, please let me know because we can put it on our website. But uh, no, and and that was the thing. That was like, I had to get over myself. Honestly, I was like, look, people are going to, they're going to take these and they're going to tweak them and they're going to do what they want. And it's going to inspire them to, you know, maybe create their own look like. um, So that's, that's what I'm excited to see. I'm really excited to see like how people make it their own and it's going to be, it's going to be a trip. So yeah, two weeks are available for, and then, uh, and then maybe, Maybe later, once we kind of get everyone's feedback, we'll release them again in the spring or something like that. We'll see. I don't know. Or maybe we'll just delete the whole webpage and uh, and never talk about this again. We'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> you get a hold of me. You're like, hey, you remember that episode we did? Can you delete that? Yeah, please remove that. How difficult is it to delete an episode off Apple Podcasts? I wonder. Um, yeah, that's my pitch. All right. Well, Lindsay, I cannot thank you enough for coming on today. Uh, it is always awesome, you know, talking with you. I can't wait to see you in person again. It's been a minute. Um, like I said, you guys, everybody, you can need to check out their work. It's at larevfilms.com. Their Instagram is at larevfilms. And again, it's very important that you all go out and you check out their LUT packs. It is larevlutz.com, right? Correct. That is okay. correct. So larevlutz.com, they're on sale for a limited time. It should be from October 1st to October 14th. So you guys are going to need to get on it as always. Yeah. And as always, we'll have all the links in the description and the episodes. You can just click below and it'll take you right to it. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are a wedding videographer, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We are still doing our mentoring, so don't hesitate to reach out about any openings that we have. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and we will see you all in the next couple of weeks. All right. Out. Bye-bye. So I I just realized I gave you the wrong dates, Phil. It's not October 1st through October 14th. It's October 3rd through October 17th. Okay. So I don't know if you want to re-record that or just if it doesn't matter. Well, I'll I'll have it in the notes, and then we're still recording right now. So okay. <laughs> oh, so the the show's still going. Yes, the show. So you didn't get a oh. chance to hit stop. <laughs> well, there you have it. So, uh, yep, October third to October seventeenth, and I'll, I'll put I'll make sure that's in the show notes and that comes perfect. So, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a it's been a treat. Thank I love you. catching up with you guys Thanks always. Thank you so much for um, taking the time to reach out to us about this. It's a cool thing. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below 
and get one month free.